Oh, hello. Hey, oh, hi, hello. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Oh, okay. You're Shelly Duvall now? I was just watching a compilation video of just every time she turns around and goes, Right, hello. yeah. I'm Shelly Duvall. I, re I remember that video. But I'm actually Vanessa Gritton. It's a good video. I'm Olivia Hydar. <laughs> it's a good video. I'm, she's Olivia Hydar, and it's a good video. It is. Um, welcome to Lowe's Common Phenominator's last cat-free episode. Oh, yeah. From now on, there'll be a cat in the studio. Yeah, which is my couch. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I wasn't going to... Don't tell them we don't Break the illusion. Reason. We have... Okay, we're actually in a studio. Uh, yeah, we're in a nice studio. That's why none of our episodes have any sound problems or production issues because we're in a really nice, expensive studio that we have a lot of money for. Our producer is actually Rick Rubin. Yes, yeah, Rick. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, oh, how's hey, it Rick. going? What's up? Yeah, uh, he doesn't like to be on mic. No, he doesn't. Uh, so he will never be on the show. But he is our. he's on the ones and zeros, uh, so good for him. I love you, Rick. And good for us. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, even though I'm pretty allergic to cats, I got a cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm allergic to cats as well. Well, the fun thing is, I'm very allergic to cats, but, uh, I don't know what it is about Kyle. By the way, Kyle's, uh, uh, she's, she's the cat. She's, she's the cat that's joining us. Yeah. Her specific dander, I don't react to as much as other cats, and I think it's because she's like a Himalayan Abyssinian Word, mix. yeah. Because, uh, like, other cats, I can't even pet without starting. Yeah. Uh, or I have to, like, be around for a long time. I, like, picked her right up mm -hmm. and was just, like, all up in her grill and really didn't respond that much. Yeah. Um, uh, you should have gotten uh, a hairless cat. I love hairless cats. I love hairless cats, but they're so expensive. Uh, uh, yes, they're very expensive and high maintenance. I uh, I actually cat sit for a hairless cat. They're so cute, but occasionally. they're, like, two grand. Uh, uh, yeah, very expensive and very, you have to give them very thorough baths. Yep. Uh, or else they get oily. Yeah, well, they get oil. Well, and also uh, they attract lint and and stuff, and you can just see like dirt on them because yeah. they're hairless. Uh, it's like if chewing gum was a pet. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like if you draped like velvet over a skeleton. Yep. That's what uh, that's what that's they feel like. That's why they're so great. Uh, they're awesome, and they're also like the most. This cat is, like, the most loving cat that I've ever... She just God. constantly... She gets up right and, like, sits on my shoulder and just rubs her face into my yes. face and all over my neck, just hardcore rubbing over and over and over again. Uh, it's great. Love love hairless cats. I hope Kyle likes me. I bet she will. Uh, she's currently Savannah, but that's her captivity name. Yeah. Uh, that's, not, that's not sticking around. I... <sighs> I'm not. I'm not raising a cat that puts a live, laugh, love poster on her <laughs> bathroom wall. Uh, she's also eight years old already, and she has kidney disease. Uh, Love an like old Ron cat. Uh, yeah, I I went in saying I do not want a kitten. Right. Me no want kitten. Yeah. Everyone's getting kittens. I love. I mean, I fucking love kittens. They're very cute. They're very cute. But also. Uh, a pain in the butt. They're very to cute. To take care of. And they're very high maintenance. And they're huge pains in the asses because they just need attention all the time. And I need an old bitch that can ride on her own. <laughs> yeah. I, I, need, I need a girl who who knows who she is. Right. And does not need me to hold her hand except for the fact that she has kidney disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I would love it if, like, if there was a cat that, like, just stayed a kitten forever. And like became an old cat, 
but looked like a kitten, I would be into that. I would sell everything I own. Yeah, because, like, then you'd get, like, the perks of the kitten being tiny. little. They're yeah. little. They're very small as when, kittens. When animals are small, they're cute. cute. Yeah, they're very cute. It's cute. I mean, I know we're breaking new ground here on Lowest Common Phenominator, but, uh, yeah, kittens, cute, small. Yeah, like, watch this. All right, horses, cool. Sure. Tiny, tiny horse. Yeah, a little miniature horse. Even smaller, kitten-sized horse. Uh, yeah, sign me up. A d- hippo, scary. Hippo, yeah, very scary, deadly. Cat-sized hippo. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. Give me ten. Yeah, uh, I would definitely love a cat-sized hippo. Yeah, every animal can be improved by making it smaller. Yeah. Imagine a blue whale in a fish tank. Uh, that just sounds sad, actually. I don't know. This I seems mean, like a that's bummer. That's just SeaWorld. This is actually the Blackfish podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, yeah, they were talking about Blackfish this week. We're gonna stick it to SeaWorld. Uh, no, we're not talking about documentaries that your parents talked about three years after they initially came out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't even know, I think I saw Blackfish when it came out. I remember when it came out and everyone was like, Wow! I'm shocked at how terrible uh, things are treated at SeaWorld. Fish. Uh, and boy. Bathtub. Uh, I'm not <laughs> surprised by that. Uh, they live at SeaWorld. It can't be great. Yeah. Imagine if you lived at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Yeah. If they just kept people. Uh, like, I, I can't imagine how much I would not be able to thrive at Camp Snoopy. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, what we're actually talking about this week uh, is the cove. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're that's it. Yeah, we're gonna get, talk about a different uh, fishing documentary. No, we. Uh, no, we're actually gonna. We actually watched the Bay, <laughs> which is a horror I movie. I was literally about to look. I fucking love one. the Bay. I that movie. Bay. Uh, that movie rules. <laughs> I love that movie. The Bay is bay uh that movie is extremely gross uh we'll probably end up talking about it at some point on this podcast uh it's very gross and very good one of the better of like the found footage well it's because it's not really a found footage it's more like a mockumentary type thing yeah really good um no we're talking about rumble in the bronx yes we are talking about the 1995 jackie chan film rumble in the bronx which i think other than Drunken Master, might be my favorite of the ones. We're it's doing. my favorite. It's one of my very favorite movies. Period. Yeah. I and definitely it's my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a terrific film. One of the. It's a modern masterpiece. Uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, I love it. I mean, I love uh, obviously love uh, Legend of Drunken Master as well. But I love Legend of Drunken Master. It's a great film. But, but one of the reasons boy. I love because Legend. Drunken Master, Police Story, basically take any Jackie Chan movie. Um, most of the story is pretty much held up by action anyway. Yes, uh, yeah. But the thing I really love about Rumble in the Bronx is if you took all the kung fu out of it, it's still at its core a funny, sweet movie. Yeah, so it, it would just be kind of a fun, uh, weird, what would it even be? Like a romp? Uh, like a, like a, like a s- sweet immigrant story. story. Yeah. Uh, add kung fu and it is one of the craziest mashups yeah of like the inspiration of the american dream with incredible incredible fight scenes uh yeah i mean the fight scenes in this movie are are 
wonderful, just so inventive and so much fun. Uh, but it's the most charming Jackie. But yeah, and I, yeah, the whole story is great. You get, and Jackie's doing this lovely, one of his best roles. Uh, he's such a, a nice guy. <laughs> I will say, I didn't know that originally until you told me his character was supposed to be a cop. Yeah, so yeah, home. we're going to get into a lot of these changes. Um, but Which yeah. I think make them better. Uh, I've never seen uh, any. Any version of this movie other than the New Line Cinema edit, which is what was released in theaters in America and what and what most Americans are familiar with Uh, in Hong Kong, it had a slightly different uh, edit, uh, and then same for international markets had a slightly different edit. uh, But it's very difficult to actually find the original, like unedited Cantonese, especially the Cantonese dialogue. Um, because even with the Hong Kong release, all of the Chinese was uh, re- oh, dubbed over. So all of the voices and everything are dubbed in every release that everyone's familiar with. Uh, there's only a Japanese DVD that uh, has the original sound uh, dialogue track. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and one of the major changes uh, for the New Line edit is. In the original version, they make mention that uh, Kyung, uh, Jackie Chan's character, was a cop in Hong Kong, uh, which never comes up at all in the uh, version that I'm familiar with. Which I prefer because it makes oh, him yeah. more of an everyman. That's the thing. Like, And we, we mentioned this a little bit in the Police Story episode, uh, but it really – it like. Jackie Chan works so much better when he's not a cop, when he's just a dude. Yeah. Like, just a guy who gets in over his head and has a good sense of morality and does the right thing uh, without any sort of other motivation. Like, yeah. that's when he that, – that is the purest form of his screen presence, in my opinion. Well, yeah, because I think a big part of it is on his own, he's very sweet and charismatic – and when he tries to, and this isn't, this is, again, not a knock. Um, when he tries to do, like, these authoritarian roles. Yeah. They're fine, but it's not, it's not what sells the persona as well. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, it, you know, police story is great, and it's very fun, and, like, and he's having a good time in the lead role, but yeah. also, like, he's not very, you know, except for, a couple scenes, especially towards the end, he's not really a very serious cop. He's like, they kind of take a lot of liberties with the idea of a cop for him. Yeah, and when he's an everyman, it, it feels more like he's just a dude that stepped up to the plate. Exactly. He's just a guy who is a badass in his daily life and just knows martial arts and is great at it. Yeah, even it's even said at one point in the movie where it's like, oh yeah, he was number one back in Hong Kong. Where it's like, okay, he trained for this. That's, right. That's literally... Yeah. All of the yeah, you get uh, I, yeah, I do not need more. You get a little thing where he, he when he first gets to his uncle's apartment, uh, he does a little sparring with the with the kung fu training dummy, uh, which is one of my favorite staples of the genre. I love that dummy. It's so cool. I never know how it works, uh, but I know that whoever's using it knows how it works. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and then like there's pictures of him and his dad on the wall on his uncle's wall, and they have a little conversation about uh, his dad was uh, I think used to compete 
and he competes. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. That's all you need. The intro is really cute because yes. I was telling I was telling you when we were watching this that it legitimately brings me to every time a family member that's been here for a little bit uh, shows a different family or member around for the first time. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of my family uh, came here in the 80s and early 90s. So it, it was a lot of like, we're teaching you how to say Bill and Ted things. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're just like excited that you're here and we get to like be the ones that, that host you. So yeah. that even though it feels cheesy, those first interactions honestly feel like pretty uh, yeah. authentic to the experience. I really like, I think that this is like a really solid immigrants story yeah. like a story of uh immigrants living in america and trying to just like carve out a normal life for themselves yeah uh that just also happens to have uh kung fu in it <laughs> uh but yeah like uh the opening uh he gets picked up by his uncle uh who is played by uh his boss from the uh from the first police story bill tung Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about a little bit in that episode. Uh, he returns, and they uh, they speak to each other in Chinese to start off with. Even in the American edit, uh, with the dub, they speak to each other in Chinese and then uh, decide to start speaking in English. Because they're going to practice. Which, again, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, I know when I – if I go to, langu- like, countries that speak other languages, I you want to try to, like – Speak the language. Like, that's, that's why you go there. That's what my siblings and I did. Huh? Of my siblings, I was the last one. Um, we all, other than my little brother, my little brother is the only one that only knew English. We all had Spanish as our first language. Yeah. Um, although for some longer than others. I think mine, Spanish, was my primary language until I was like eight. Um, but that's how we, you literally just go, all right, let's speak in English now. Totally. That's how you learn. Yeah. It's not. It's not a hokey movie thing, guys. It's just no. Totally, how you it makes sense. Like that's the, that's the reason why it like watching the dub makes so much sense. Yeah. Because like for one thing, I mean, it takes place in America, so you mm-hmm. know. But also, like, yeah, that is part of the uh, American, like the immigrants' experience in America mm-hmm. is speaking English and like getting getting practice in that. Yeah. And of course, like in most of his dubs, except for like one or two weird. Uh, outliers. He uh, Jackie Chan does his own dub uh, in English, uh, so you know it's, it's it looks like he how he would actually speak. Yeah, um, it's great. Uh, you know uh, Jackie Chan's a good English speaker. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that's a weird compliment. I don't, <laughs> but you know, hey, Olivia wants everyone in America to only speak English. Uh... Oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> totally. This podcast uh, just switched uh, over to the. I don't know. Pick an alt right one. There's so many. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're 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 gonna. We went MAGA. Yeah. Um, that's uh, totally believable and realistic. Which is a uh, make America. Gilbert. Oh, where, are you, where are you going Godfrey with this, buddy? Again. I don't. I don't know what you're what you're trying to do here. Make America Gilbert Godfrey again. M- MAGA. Yeah. Okay. Tight. Anyways, so this uh, is a great. Bit. Do we go to the supermarket first? Or the uh, so yeah, that's actually the first thing complex. before the apartment. No, yeah. no uh, before the apartment. Before he goes to the apartment, he goes to the grocery store. That's uh, like the first place that they go. Yes, uh, because that's where uh, he meets his. Uh, he he says he's going to meet his aunt 
his new aunt there, mm-hmm. uh, who his uncle's marrying, and uh, he sees the first middle-aged Chinese lady that he sees and immediately thinks that she's going to be his new It aunt. has to be her. Yeah, and so there's a cute little scene where he's, like, trying to, like... Give her a present. Shyly introduce himself and, like, kind of just smiling and looking at her. And she's, like, smiling and looking back, kind of like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. Uh, yeah. And then it turns out uh, that it, he... He's not marrying this Chinese lady. She's just helping around the store. Yeah, she she works at the store. Uh, she is marrying uh, a uh, a black lady. Yep. Which and, is yeah. And what I love about this bit is it could very easily just be played in a very racist way. Yeah, like it's it it really could. It like, could it, be, <laughs> but what they do with the details is never once do they make her a stereotype right she's literally the only thing about her that is like a juxtaposition to who he thought his auntie was is she's just very like she's very loud and expressive and yeah. very like affectionate uh and we should say she she's played by carrie kane uh sorry uh, singer, carrie right? kane sparks yeah uh she, i don't know if she's a singer uh there is unfortunately no information about her on wikipedia i believe she uh, might have been but a she singer. sing she does sing at their wedding yeah. eventually but and the bit so much isn't like haha his fiance is black right exactly off. it's haha nothing in america is the way you expect it to be that's a yeah, that's a big part of it it's uh it's this it's this culture clash thing and it's this upending of uh, Kyung's expectations and yeah. his and his like pr- assumptions. It's it's him realizing that everybody here gets to live on their own terms, right? Because uh, it's immediately with his uncle being like, "Your aunt is an amazing woman." Yeah, uh, and they really love each other. They it's really good. Are the cutest on screen. They're couple. adorable. They dress alike. They're yeah, they, so into each after other. After the wedding, that that is one of the greatest things. Like after the wedding, when they sh- when they come into the apartment and they're both wearing these awful, awful sweaters, like pink and green stripes. I think neon pink and neon blue. Yes. Just disgusting. They look like Tweedledee and Tweedledee. 90s sweaters. But because it's them, and they're clearly so in love. And the fact that they're matching, it's just extremely cute. And they're, like, old. Like, they're middle-aged people. Like, it makes sense. And she's so immediately like, oh, this is going to be my new nephew? You're handsome. You're strong. Yeah, exactly. She's immediately just like, oh, I'm your auntie. There's no conflict. And he loves it. Yeah, there's no real conflict in that part of the story. Yeah. Like, if there was any amount of it, it could have been played for racism. But the fact that it was, like, immediately just, like, oh, no, you're my nephew, you're my yeah, family. Yeah, very cute. Th- the bit is you could literally do anything here. Yeah, totally. And it's I a very idealized American immigrant story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great. It's too bad it's nothing like the reality. <laughs> <laughs> But it no, is. I mean, like, it is in, in, in many ways. But, yeah, it, it is very, like, even with all of, like, there's a lot of gang violence in this movie. There's a lot of uh, stuff like that. Like, even with all that stuff, it is really presenting, like, the idealized version of how Americans want to welcome immigrants, yeah. I think. Where it's like, yeah, no, you're just in, you're just here now. Yeah, like, that's, you're just here. It doesn't matter. You're a part of our world you, now. It, we don't care that you are only speaking in 
Chinese or whatever. Do what you want to do. Who cares? I don't care. And, uh... Uh, yeah, again, too bad. It's, but, like, you know... Watch Rumble man. in the Bronx if you want to think about how it could be. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. Our and, true American ideals shot, written, and, and directed uh, by people from Hong Kong and shot in Canada. That's America. Actually, yeah. Um, that's Hollywood. Uh... I love the little inklings they give at the beginning that you don't really realize until later that the store is not safe. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, when they show up, he, they've got a guy out front, like, painting over graffiti. And and the uncle is very much, like, a good enough salesman that you believe a lot of, like, you yeah, I mean, it believe seems, him. It seems like he has a pretty chill time there on the whole. Yeah. Like, yeah, people come in, like, these, these uh, the street gang will come in and, like, steal stuff occasionally but like there's never like a big conflict with them mm-hmm. uh but like he does have uh a two-way mirror uh in the office which is extremely like a very fun scene where uh elaine uh who's looking to buy the grocery store uh shows up while kyung is helping around the grocery store and uh, Elaine is played by Anita Mui uh, from uh, Legend of Drunken Master. Plays the stepmom in Legend of Drunken Master. Now the ages make sense. Yeah, yeah, much more age appropriate role for in this one. Uh, she's doing another terrific co- comedic performance. Just she is such a funny actress, and I really, I wish that she had made more stuff. I really lo- like I've seen her in other things, but like I really she's just so fun in these two movies. The ability that she has to go from button down to like kind of teasing. Yes, and she get like their character in this is a really in- like fun different very different from the stepmom who is a very brash and outspoken lady. Yeah. And uh Elaine is much more yeah, buttoned down and uh like not conservative, but, like, just kind of like a normal person. <laughs> the way I describe Elaine is she is, if you fleshed out every character who had some kind of fruit stand in a cartoon that keeps getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she's the, the live film version of the cabbage guy from Avatar The Last Airbender. 100%. <laughs> you expect her to say, my cabbages, when her store gets completely destroyed later on. Over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, no, she's so much fun. She doesn't get like a ton to do in this one. She's kind of more of a tertiary character as as things go on. But she sells but, the shit out of every second. This introductory scene is so much fun where... Uh, that's also like again setting up like the two way mirror and setting up all these things that are going to be important later on. Where but you're like, like, oh shit, the store is actually. Young is like checking out his muscles in the two way mirror, and then she does a cute little thing where she's like making fun of him, flexing when he comes in. Puts her mouth to it too, and like really like pur- like purses at him. Yeah, Ugh. really cute. She's um, adorable. Very fun. Uh, yeah, and then pretty she quickly, yeah, she gets invited to the wedding. They kind of make the sale. Uh, and then, uh, oh, and this he is also, neighbor kid. uh, yeah, he meets, yeah, he meets the little, uh, neighbor kid who's in a wheelchair, Danny, yep. uh, who is very cute, cute little kid. And he's never played in the wheelchair as just like, oh, Danny's in a wheelchair. Yeah, they, they're very casual about his, uh, his handicap. He's very much like, I need a new cushion. If he falls, it's not like, oh my God, Danny fell. Yeah. It's, it's like. 
oops, I'm a kid, I fall. Yeah. I'm I'm a weird kid, and I'm really excitable. Like, Danny's just Danny. Yeah, I love, yeah, when he meets Kyung for the first time, Kyung gives him a uh, Game Gear. Well, Game Gear without a game in it that he plays all the time. Here, kid, change the settings. <laughs> change the settings for 20 minutes and yeah. then be like, why the fuck could you, you even? I don't think you could even do that with uh, Game Gear. I don't think it even had settings. Can you turn on the volume? Because it was a Game Boy. Like, if it's anything, I didn't have a Game Gear. I didn't But, either. like, I remember, like, the Game Boy, you couldn't even turn it on unless it, unless it had a game in it. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so he's, he's met Danny, uh, and we learned that. Uh, Danny doesn't have any parents, but he's got an older sister who looks after him. Uh, and then pretty quickly after that... And uh, they immediately say that the older sister does a terrible job of it. Yes. Yeah, that's set up. And uh, the uncle has gotten this uh, really fancy car for the wedding. And uh, Kyung is woken up in the middle of the night uh, wearing this <laughs> terrific uh, gray onesie. onesie. Like, it's it really is like a... It's like a wrestling singlet. Uh, it's where, there's certain Olivia words that I love where when you say them, they're just especially funny to me. Uh, like when you say dipshit, it's always my favorite. And I brought up like, wow, just look at the athleticism in Jackie Chan when we were looking at him in a onesie. And then you go, yeah, it's cause he's built like a brick shit house. (laughs) It's true. Look at him. It's in his body is insane. In this movie, like in this movie, he's at the peak of his like physical fitness, and he his body is nuts. He's running around in like tiny tight boxer onesies. He has so many muscles, but they're also so uh, compact and like built into him and lean and just like. Yeah, he's he's nuts, and this onesie is I was just like, he's insane. literally Goku. He's literally Goku. <laughs> yeah, he he is like, uh, yeah, just like very built. Uh, and again, like it's a very interesting thing where it's like, I got you know I get it a little more in like something like Police Story where he's a little younger, he's a little hotter, but like he's just such a non-sexual person to me. It's in all of the movies that I am like most familiar with him in. Like 100%. Sec- it's why he's Goku. Yeah, like, sexuality just does not enter into the equation at you know, all. Yeah, like, we're like, how is Goku a dad? How does he not, he doesn't understand. Oh, yeah, no, Goku has kids because Chi-Chi convinced him that uh, fucking was a form of fighting. Yep. <laughs> that is my uh, long-held he- headcanon. And she's like, if, if you nut, you win. Uh, yeah, basically. Pretty much. But, like. I, the reason I associate the two characters is because, like, Goku's pretty sexless. Uh, yes. 100% entirely sexless. It's just Never about the fighting. kisses his wife, ever. Not <laughs> into any part of I it. don't believe that he has ever kissed anyone. Because that's actually a joke. And, like, not to go off on a giant Dragon Ball tangent, but that is a this joke. Is the right in, podcast in, in Dragon Ball Super, there's a very funny moment where uh, he just expresses complete disbelief at the idea of kissing someone. He's like, what is that? I don't get it. There's no way that he's ever kissed his wife. Uh, yeah, Goku's a completely uh, sexless human being. And it's well, every not time human I being, think, It's what I think of every time I watch this movie, because it's just like, he just wants to fight and eat and live. Yeah, and like, and he has like kind of romantic interest in Elaine and he kind of has a romantic interest in uh, uh, the character later on, the sister character, whose name is, I'm blanking on at the moment. Sally, Karen. 
I don't Sarah. believe it's Sally. It's it's a it's an American name. Uh, I'm going to look it Heather, up. Nancy. Rachel. Nancy. Nancy. I was going through like final girl. Yeah, well, because yeah, the because Danny like uh, often is like yelling that name. Uh, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he kind of has a romance with her, but like it never seems sexual. It's always because like he even. You know, later on in the film, he goes to, like, the go-go club where she's, like, dancing in the cage with tigers. And she's, like, really and she, dancing. he is dancing in this cage with these tigers and, like, is very hot and, like, is dressed in, like, this the incredible, yeah, like, very great outfit. And then you cut to, from her to, like, Jackie Chan in the crowd watching her dance and just, like, smiling and waving. She's <laughs> so dancing funny. like she's trying to fuck him through a cage. Yeah, and he is just, like, happy to see her. And he just gives her a thumbs up. He's so happy. He literally gives her a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, he's just he's just glad that she's doing a good job. Or it's like, oh, you're good at your job. That's, Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who is super supportive of his friend's cam girl business. Yeah. Who is, like, he'll, he's like, he'll watch and give notes and, like, but never makes it weird and never makes it's it never sexual. It's never sexual for him. It's yeah. very much it's just, just like, like, oh, yeah. Hey, I just noticed that you're, like, your lights are a little bit blown out of the back, so maybe if we just, like, put some softbox yeah. lighting. And then, like, but yeah, other than that, good job. It's really nice. I love your performance. Yeah. Uh. That's, that's, <laughs> that is him anytime we try and play sexy. Yeah, and, like, and again, me. like, he does get some moments of being extreme, like, and he's a very good-looking guy. That's I want to be, like, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, he's a very cute guy, but, like... Yeah, just it's impossible for me to see him sexually. This movie is shot immaculately in some moments because, like, we have this whole build up, and then we go to the wedding. Yeah, the wedding is a great mishmash. Yes, very fun. It's oh, it's everyone and everyone's asked like corners of their worlds together. It's both sides of the family. It's yeah. the friends they have in America. He has this great moment with Elaine where they sit down and talk. Yeah, they have a nice little conversation. Uh, and then we get to uh, the actual store itself with Elaine as, on, on the helm. Well, and first, I don't want to skip past this. What did I miss? Uh, I really don't want to miss the, the scene, the, dr- the dirt bike scene. That's where Shit, we got off on the onesie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck. The we, we, really can, we can jump around in the movie as much as we I fucking totally want to. Because it was really funny. <clears throat> but yeah, that's why we were talking about right the, the, the onesie. Yep. Because that's what he's wearing. And when he jumps out a window. Because, yeah, because he wants to protect his – because what they're doing, they're doing this really super 90s punk dirt bike race. Very return Where to these day. two women, uh, one of whom it turns out is Danny's sister, uh, they are doing this race where they uh, – each one of them are on opposite sides of the road and they put their – like they rev their dirt bikes up onto all like the line of parked cars on the street and are just driving over the entire like all of the parked cars and uh Jackie's like trying to protect his uh like his uncle's rented uh nice car it's not really a limousine it's like a rolls uh, and so he jumps down. He gets For in front wedding. of him. Yeah, and he stops. He stops him from uh, from and makes the uh, Nancy fall off her bike, uh, which and so she doesn't like him. And this is like his first run in with the gang. It's kind of like a preliminary run in with the with the uh, the bad 
bad kids. Uh, so yeah, like Ooh, I, I just like the warriors. I really enjoy like I love that '90s gang aesthetic. It's so especially fun. the Bronx aesthetic because when you think about like that, or you think of like the like. Late eighties, early nineties, like shit, like the Warriors. Well, yeah. Well, this is extremely Ninja Turtles to me. It is so Ninja it's Turtles. Such like it is so much just like wh- everything that the that the first couple Ninja Turtles movies were doing, go which ninja, is like, go ninja, yeah, go. like it's New York, but like super heightened New York, and like there's it's fog these all the time, bright neon colored gangs, and like the gangs are like all wearing these like. Really bright clothes and, and like they all have ugly like a specific aesthetic, aesthetic to certain gangs. Yeah, it's like this is like the biker type one, and right. this is like the this kind one. Yeah, and these are like they they all have kind of dirt bikes. That's mm-hmm. kind of their deal. They got dirt bikes, and they're bad. They're bad kids. We never really get an idea. Like they, it's never mentioned that they ever sell drugs. We don't understand. They're just shitheads that steal. It seems like they just kind of hang out together. Yeah, like they're just kind of delinquent. Yeah, they're never, like... Well, he can't make them too bad. Yeah. Because eventually you want to, like... Because, you know, at uh, around three-quarters of the way through, they kind of turn, and and you want them to be on our side yeah. a little more. Uh, you want to think that there's redeeming qualities. So, and I'm sure, you know, and so in Jackie Chan world, the drug dealers uh, can't have redeeming qualities. Exactly. <laughs> Even though, like... Hot's delicious. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, it's just like this thing in Jackie Chan. Like he's all like, it's especially the movies where he has a lot of creative control on, over. Like, there's this very specific set of rules and morality. Drugs are bad. Diamonds are cool. Yeah, like yeah, that's the thing. Is like yeah, the 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 big bads that end up getting revealed are like diamond dealers mm-hmm. or something. Like you never really, but like. That's like a good Jackie Chan villain motivation because mm. no one gives a shit about diamonds ever. Like, who fucking cares if someone's buying and stealing? Like, we know that it's bad and it's illegal and it makes them ruthless and want to kill and, like, able to threaten children and, like, be bad guys. But it's never so bad that you're, like, taken out of the movie and, like, Oh, these guys suck. These are yeah. assholes. Like, it's always like this. There's always this, like, lightness to all the crimes. Yeah. Um, which works. Like, that's the, that's what I like about these movies is there's never, like, the stakes are always pretty chill, even though, like, they're life or death stakes, technically. It's very almost Saturday morning cartoons. And Definitely. this is your bad guys, this is your good guys. And, you know, and we should mention at some point, that there was a Saturday morning cartoon starring Jackie Chan. I watched it all the called time. Called the Jackie Chan Adventures. I watched it all the time. As did I. Uh, it's great, great show, uh, and it's very fun. And it is like again, like the bad guys in that. Like, sure, they want to like rule the world. I guess it's like very nebulous. But like they, they're like trying to collect these mystic uh, medallions. medallions. Yeah. And, very fun, and it's fun. him and his and his and his niece. His sidekick. niece Jade, yep. who uh, my younger sister is named after. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, her middle name is Jade because uh, when she was being named, uh, I was a big fan of that show, and they were. Try- my mom was trying to think of a uh, middle name for my sister, and I said, 
how about Jade? And they're like, yeah, it's great. I love the idea of you playing your cards so coolly. Yeah. Like, how about Jade? And like, great, and like, tight. And then you just go to your room and you're like, yes! Yeah, I'm just freaking out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I actually don't even know if my sister knows that story. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> she is named after a Jackie Chan cartoon. Yeah. I mean, hey, Jackie Chan rules. I, I'm named after a fly girl, so. Oh, yeah? My first name, Jennifer, is uh, my dad named me after Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Uh, Fly Girl era Jennifer Right, yeah. I mean, it would have to be. And my middle name, because after they named me Jennifer, they were like, eh, we don't actually like it that much. Um, It's cool that your uh, dad just knew the names of the Fly Girls. (laughs) My dad, that's, my name, my first name is an indicator that my dad was probably a horn dog, which is Ah! horrifying. Uh, Yeah. Also, my my the name I go by is also an indicator that my mom has interesting things she loves and also might be like a little bit bi because uh, I'm <laughs> named after uh, Vanessa Williams. Okay. Because uh, she said she was mad that Vanessa Williams was robbed of her crown and she deserved a consolation prize, which I guess means naming a baby after her. There you go. That's it's it's something. So thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. You named me after '90s divas. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, great, great show. Very fun show. I mean, like, we don't have, we probably, I don't want to spend, like, a ton. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. We should definitely mention it. Way too many episodes to do a full episode on that. Which is why we're starting another podcast where we only talk about the Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, what's, uh, what's going on there? Oh, just, um, life being a cunt. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, those are not good noises. You know what those are? Those are bad guys. Those are bad guys. Yeah. Those you know are what bad guys are? What, mics? Mic cords? Mic cords. But also, in this movie, <laughs> very black and white. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. We're, uh, so, yeah. The, the first, uh, the first uh, big fight scene, really. Yes. Like, because up until this point, we're about, you know, it's about 15 minutes in the movie or so, a little bit longer. We're like, where's the fight scene? Uh, yeah, there hasn't really been any fight scenes. There's just been that little kind of brief action scene where... And also in the beginning when he, like, uh, sparred with a dummy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but that isn't really... We've seen teases of what Yeah, you kind of get an idea. Like, oh, this guy knows he knows of the fight and shit. Uh, and so they're ha- he's hanging out at the store again. He's decided to stay in America and help Elaine get the store up and running. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, so he's at the he's at the grocery store. He's in the office with Elaine, and they're they're having a little conversation. And they spot uh, this uh, fucking gross, just gross guy, crusty uh, biker punk. His name is Angelo, uh, played by Gavin Cross. Yeah, uh, who's just the he is the scuzziest piece of shit on the face of the planet. Like what he's like, he looks like. Uh, Eminem before Eminem. <laughs> yeah, he's got this short blonde hair, this just super punchable face. He just is a shithead. You immediately recognize him as a shithead. Fuck you, Angelo. Uh, and he uh, he's like stuffing shit into his uh, coat, just fully drinking cough syrups and juices. Yeah, he's like drinking stuff off the shelf and then putting it back on the shelf. He's a gross guy. He sucks. Uh, and then he, like, goes up to the cash register, and Elaine's like, don't worry. I'll handle this guy. 
and she's buttoned down, but she's feisty. Yeah, and so she goes out and uh, to like back up the the cashier, and she's like, "You gotta, you gotta pay for that. You you stole that stuff." And uh, then she's like, uh, she's starting to talk to uh, the cashier in Chinese when uh, another one of the gang members comes up and starts speaking to her in Chinese. They both, she's like, oh, you know Cantonese. Yeah, she's like really uh, relieved when he first shows up and she's like telling him what happened. And then uh, then he like does this turn that's very uh, mean. He's like one of the shittiest characters in the movie. (laughs) He's such an asshole. Yeah. Because he's like uh, totally like, seems like he's on your side at first, but then immediately is like. It's like, oh man, he like, in Cantonese, he's like, oh, they're stealing from you? Yeah, and then, and then, she, and then you know, Angela's like, well, what'd she say? She's like, uh, you were stealing? You were stealing? And then he starts like throwing shit at her. He's like a real asshole. And then Jackie comes in, starts kicking their ass. I mean, like, it's great. This, this scene's great. They're this all is, helpless to this man. It's a, it's a wonderful scene where he just whoops all of their ass single-handedly and uh then makes that guy apologize to her in chinese which is dope it it's really great it, it's a good he moment. says it in english and he's like say it in cantonese yeah and she, he, oh it's great and she like even like gives him like a long swoon <laughs> stare that's really funny yeah uh yeah i think she's kind of into him well, for like, at the at the start i think by the end she's not a super huge fan of his. By the end, she's <laughs> like, oh, you're strong and handsome, but you're also a big, flaky idiot. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> just trouble, like, follows you, like, uh, this stench. It's really, like, it's, her store gets destroyed by this movie because of him. Entirely but, like, cool. he does, like, yeah, I love this. Like, where you just kind of, like, he beats the fuck out of them. It's great. Like, again, it's tough when it comes to, like, what are we supposed to say about these fight scenes? Like, it, it's hard. Like, uh, Angelo, he, like, faint punches at Angelo, and he, like, turns around and smacks his nose into this... It's uh, a great moment of physical comedy. Into the, this, like, pole, and... This uh, load-bearing runs out, face smacker. Just so, like, bloodied, and, you know, these guys just get roundly annihilated by jackie chan that's where i would just give up that's where the movie ends for me i'm like okay well all right this guy is sucks like i'm not going around him he's a he's a bad like he's a fucking badass and there's this really cute scene where they're closing the store and uh she's trying to close her gate yeah gates too heavy yeah this is a nice little some more like good physical comedy from her so it yanks her into the air yeah i love that and he has to yank it down to help her. Yeah, he like grab. He use he uses her to pull it down. He yeah, grabs her around the waist and pulls the gate down with her. There's a really good physical comedy scene with the gate, and it's a moment of it's levity because uh, this leads into our next fight. Yeah, well, uh, it's not. I mean, it's almost. A, it is. It starts out as a fight. It yeah, starts out where, as a fight, and then you realize very quickly it's not. Because yeah, unfortunately, he's, yeah. He's a. Uh, Walking around the city streets as you do, yeah. And uh, he sees a woman being kidnapped, and yeah, she's uh, there is a rape attempt happening, and it's and uh, he and decides he's not to a step in. Guy. He's a good guy, yeah. He he's gonna go in and try and help, and so he he runs into the alley uh, and he pretends that he's the cops, which is very funny. He like just takes his wallet out and like waves it around like it's a badge, uh, and then it's then he sees that it's Nancy. Yeah. Who he knows is in the gang and 
that everyone else is the same, or the gang members, and it reveals that it's a trap. They've trapped him. And they ambush him. They ambush him, and there's, a, again, another great fight scene. This is where we get some of that great Jackie Chan prop fighting with, uh, there's One like... One thing, multiple uses. Yeah, there's like a, a old... What, it's like kind of like a jungle gym type thing. Yeah. Like a metal arch with uh, rods coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, that kind of like rolls and bounces, and he gets some fun moves out of that. Uh, lots of good stunts. Uh, multi-level stuff, which I really like, where, like, he starts out, like, at the top of these stairs, and then it kind of, like, makes its way down to the street level. He used, he, Jack, nobody uses a staircase like it, Jackie I James mean, really. Is. And he's so, and all of his movies are so good at setting up the location before the fight Here's happens. Here's a staircase. Here's yeah, a railing. Exactly. Here's this weapon. Yeah. Take a look at all these things, because they're about to be used for me. Exactly. Man's, it's so, uh, so good. And then they end up ambushing him, and... Yeah, the scene is really tough. It's really tough, and it's also shot excellently. And yeah, there's a really lot of thought well that goes into the choices of it because they take a lot of they take a lot of time to watch them wrapping their bats so that right, the yeah, so don't they break immediately. Yeah, they and, chase him into a corner, and you mm-hmm. you think for a second that he's gonna get away, but then you find out that he's got stuck in a dead end, yep. and they and they corner him, which is like it's very funny that like he's just this one guy, and the only way that they can beat him is by ch- ganging up on him ten to one. And chasing him into this alley. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, and then they, they, they got the baseball bats. I love the baseball bats. They wrap them in cloth so they can basically, like, what's what, what's that baseball? Bunt, essentially, bunt and swing away yeah. at several glass bottles so they don't break on the bat. They right, break exactly. on his face. Yeah, they, they, they want to soften the blow enough to make the bottles sore. And it's terrifying because he can't really dodge this. No, yeah, after, like, he can, he gets around a couple of them, but, like, after a certain point, there's just too many, too much. There's too many coming out of it, and he's just being shredded. Yeah, and even when, and the alley is so tight that even when it misses, the glass still hits him, which is painful. It's a really, again, like, it's, it's a tough scene. He gets the shit beat out of him. And it's really gnarly. It's also where we learn that, like, while Nancy's part of the gang, she does have some core values. Uh, because yeah. one of the other women in the gang uh, gets mistreated by one of the men in the gang, mm-hmm. and Nancy just swings at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she decides that she doesn't want to, like, just stand around watching this guy get pummeled. Yeah. And so she leaves. Uh, yeah. And it's when she goes home that uh, Kyung climbs the stairs, bloodied yeah. and exhausted, yeah. and Danny sees him, that Nancy comes out and realizes Kyung, the super nice guy... Who gave him a game gear? Right, yeah. He'd been talking and, and about her. Had him been talking earlier. about him and telling Nancy, like, "Well, you don't take care of me, but this guy's nice." Yeah, that's the dude she just shredded. Yeah, and she realizes in that moment and immediately goes into first aid. Yes, yeah, and she she wraps him up and uh, I don't think <clears throat> this isn't this isn't where like the next scene isn't then him meeting Nancy and, like, figuring out... That no, there's some more I time in between. There, there's some more stuff. Oh, well, because he leaves the apartment and then gets chased immediately. Yeah, immediately gets chased on the corner by these dudes. Right, yeah, he's so... wounded. This is another one of my favorite... This this movie has some of my favorite of Jackie Chan's hero outfits, and this one is one of my favorites, which is just, like, the this white hoodie. It's great. It's a good white hoodie. I love that white hoodie. Uh, Those and, really great 90s jeans. Yeah, yep. And... This, he gets into this really awesome uh, chase in a parking structure, 
super kinetic and really fun and has so many interesting little set pieces Mm -hmm. within it, like where he uh, gets, like he slides uh, down and gets caught between a truck and the wall and kind of gets fucked up between the truck and the wall as it's moving. And this begins the trend of random passerby being like, are you okay? That's nuts. What's going on? Uh, Are you all right? And then, which has my, the trailer line uh, later in the movie that got me to watch this movie the first time. Because I remember watching the trailer for this movie. Are you okay? No. No. And then run and just keep going. It's so good. I love that. It's so funny. It's awesome. Badass. Uh, Yeah, I've watched this movie so much when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, and uh, there's also like, there's the great moments like where he's using the uh the bar the like raising and lowering bar for the parking structure to like knock people off of the their motorcycles yep uh which is very cool and uh then he like scales the outside of the parking structure which is nuts uh (laughs) again it's one it's one of these things where i watch it i'm like can't even fathom. Can't even imagine attempting this. It's a, it looks impossible. In, insane. It's it's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, and that's and you know so he gets up to the top level, uh, and they're still hot on his heels, and he hides out in this truck full of uh, like rubber balls. They're like these those giant rubber balls that you get at, like the supermarket. Uh, and. The guy who owns the truck gets into the truck and then immediately rats him out, even though he can see that he's obviously hiding from these dangerous And outnumbered. Bugs. Yeah. That's the worst dude in the movie. <clears throat> he's one of, like, it's like him, the Chinese dude in the gang who uh, tur- mocks, mocks her. And, uh, man, it, it's those those two are, like, the, are tied for me. They can all suck my dill hole. Uh, Angelo sucks, too. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, he rats him out and jumps out of the car and the gang members, uh, put the car into neutral and then back it over the side of the parking structure. And then he has to like scramble out of the ball pit and then all the balls like scatter on the, it's great, uh, like physical effect where they, you can tell they actually dropped a truck off of this parking structure, and it somebody had to burst. get a lot of clearance for this. And this is another. This is one of those scenes where. Uh, so this movie was shot in Vancouver, and uh, it, it's really like they do a pretty good job. Uh, you know, Vancouver stands in for New York a lot. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and they do a pretty good job of. Uh, keeping the noticeable landmarks like the mountains and that sort of thing out of the background. But uh, specifically, like, Jackie Chan was like, but don't worry about it. Like, if if the best shot possible, like, includes some of that background stuff, especially for the action scenes, like, just don't worry about it. People aren't going to be noticing that much. And honestly, like, there are shots where you can see mountains in the background. And guess what? And I don't care. I, honestly, like, I, I barely notice because you're focusing on what's happening. I wouldn't have noticed unless you told me. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah, uh, you know, but I, again, I love, like, little movie goofs like that where you Same. just, like, you can just see, like. It makes it so much more real and human. It's very fun. 
people made this thing. Like, that's what's great about Rumble in the Bronx. That's what's great about Jackie Chan in general is it's like because he's constantly putting himself in harm's way and because he is actually doing most of the, like, the most incredible things that you see on screen, it really reinforces that, like, this, these movies are made by people who, like, you know, are human and they, yeah. they have limitations and they have, but like, it's just really an incredible achievement. Like I really am just like from movies like this, I'm just so in awe that like people did this, yeah. like people were able to shoot this shit. It's crazy. Like, yeah. So the, he, and which comes up even more. So, uh, he gets out of the truck, he jumps out, uh, the guys, he seems, it seems like he's surrounded by the gang members uh, Angelo takes his ass out uh, and tells him to kiss it. And Jackie takes an antenna off of a car and spanks him with it, which is tremendous. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, such a fun moment. And then he jumps from the parking structure to a balcony on the next building. And it's just one of the coolest stunts. It's so cool. It's magnificent. How did, how, like, how do you do that? Um, That's impossible. <laughs> like, it's nuts. You consider your body only a tool and you don't have any regard for your own life. he's just a fucking monster when yep. it comes to that shit. It's yep. amazing. Yep. It's, it's truly wonderful. Every time I see it, my, my brain... D- <laughs> yeah. Like, and what's great is, I for a long time I thought that was the moment where he broke his ankle, but then later on you see him break his foot on screen. Like, he uh, when he's jumping onto the hovercraft, spoiler, there's a hovercraft in there's this movie. There's a hovercraft. Uh, and he, when he jumps onto it, like, you see his ankle roll underneath his leg, and it's so bad. But, like, also, like, dope. I love when, like, when movies use the... The stakes are higher! Use the scene where the guy gets hurt. And also, like, that guy got hurt! To do that, so yeah. you got to use that take. Yeah, it's like in uh, like uh, in a really recent example, uh, in the Last Jedi, there's that wonderful scene in the very beginning where uh, Snoke is like hologramming at Hux, mm-hmm. and then he makes Hux like fall on his face and and drag him around and shit. And the stunt guy who did the face fall broke his fucking nose yep. in that fall, and you can tell. That fall looks like it hurts. Yeah. There's just no faking that. Yeah. There really isn't. And, like, movies do a really good job at being safe and, like, making cool things happen safely. But which on the is, off chance. Well, and that is, like, laudable, I think. It's yeah. important for actors to be safe. I don't want to, like... They're not tools. You know, yeah, exactly. They're human beings, and they deserve to have a safe work environment. But also, it's fucking dope. When you see someone get hurt on screen. It's cool as shit. Because, like, you know that, like, they put their all into it, and they did this really dangerous thing, and that's how we got this amazing moment. Uh, so, yeah, so he jumps these two buildings. And, like, this is one, of, again, because of the kind of action movie environment that we live in, I feel like that stunt is almost kind of, like, barely noticeable. Yeah. Because... He just jumped from one building to another. That happens all the time in movies. Yeah. I've seen people jump over two. Like, well, I've watched the Matrix movies. But we also usually cheat it. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and yeah, and like at the most, again, the Matrix movies, like, it's purposefully fake. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not supposed to look real. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is 
a real guy doing a real thing. It's so dope. I just fucking love that shit. Uh, so yeah, uh, he escapes from he escapes from those guys. Uh, let's see what happens after that. Uh, that's when he goes back and he meets uh, Nancy, I believe. Yes. And uh, because yeah, there's he's introduced because uh, Kung is like talking to Danny, and Danny's like, yeah, you know, she really. She's not there all the time, but she works really hard, and she's really trying, and all this stuff, and she gets, like, really teary-eyed. And says, I wish I could play like other kids. <laughs> yeah, be they really are laying it on thick in that scene. I almost wonder if Danny knows Nancy's there. Yeah, it's almost like that, but also it's so oblivious. Uh, very fun. And Kyung is comforting him. Yeah. And uh, Nancy is inconsolable. Uh, <laughs> she's sobbing to where it's almost played for comedy because Kyung is now, when he recognizes Nancy, Danny's like, oh, you two know each other. And Kyung very graciously is like, oh, yeah, um, we, we, we met out in the alley. And, and she's feeling all of her guilt, but he's sparing her from right. having to yeah, tell her he's, brother Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's very good. He's a, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's really a good and boy. And Nancy is very thankful. And it's around this time that the gang uh, returns to the supermarket and completely trashes it. Elaine's alone. Uh, yes, yeah. Elaine's alone. Oh, and at the... Oh, this is actually... No, key though, this is where the diamonds come in. Yes. Because uh, Angelo's, like, off doing his own scuzzy thing when he happens to see this diamond deal go wrong where the uh, these, like, suited thugs played by Pinchlet and uh, a bunch of, bunch of weirds. I don't know. I had, I had nicknames for all the other ones, because too. But one like, of them – They all look like magicians. One of them looks just like – he's even got – he's got the same ponytail. He's tall. Uh, he looks like Pinchlet. And uh, these guys are they, – they, like uh, – they shoot up this uh, other gang dealer – gang dealer. I'm, I'm, I'm street. I sell kings and <laughs> yeah. I inject weed. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, these diamond guys, dealers, I don't know. I don't know what you call diamond traffickers. Traffickers? Traffickers. Uh, diamond, they, diamond, Postmates. Yeah, they're like selling the diamonds to the other gang or something. All right, then they it's do. all very. I look. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't really super understand the details of the of the evil plot. I also not, don't give too much of a shit. Exactly. Because uh, again, you watch this for a kung fu. Yeah, I mean, like the the story is like a fun thing that like hangs all these other scenes together. But like, uh, so Angelo spots this diamond deal, and they shoot up the 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 car, and it drives into a store, and Angelo like runs in and steals the diamonds off of the dead bodies, uh, or dying bodies actually, yeah. and uh, then gets chased by the guys in suits, uh, who and runs into Danny's uh, apartment building, and uh, hides. He, like, runs into Kyung and Danny uh, in the hall, and, like, uh, they get bowled over, and then uh, he hides the diamonds in Danny's old wheelchair uh, pad cushion. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so that kind of is, like, the, the main plot. 
and uh, and so uh, and then Nancy finally buys Danny the new cushion that he's been asking for, and so the old cushion gets thrown under the couch and forgotten, and that's the one that has the diamonds in it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and so yeah, and uh, and then the gang comes to the store and trashes the sh- the store while Kyung and Danny and Nancy are like having a nice day at the park. Oh, and Angelo's like chasing them around. I forget about that. Where he's like in his incognito clothes with his fucked up face and he's like in biker shorts. Nobody notices that. He looks demented. He looks absolutely demented in those scenes. It's hilarious. Uh, and, the, and the gang comes to the store and like trashes the place and then uh, Kyung shows up and Elaine's like very sad with him because. He wasn't there. He's not doing his job. He's off with the king leader's girlfriend. Like, not good. So you said you would help me. Right. I bought this store because you said you would help me. Yeah. That that also happens. God, I, we're, we're missing so much good stuff. That also happens after uh, Kyung goes to the club where, where Nancy works. Well, we did bring up that. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I just want to say that that goes there. Amongst a tiger. Yeah, she she dances next to a tiger. You said it was this was based on a place that you were you knew. Oh, like the tiger. Not so much the tiger part, but and not so much that I knew, but like this is a big part of like New York history. Right. Uh, it's based on tunnel. Okay. Tunnel is where like name any professional weirdo. Right. Any professional drag queen edm musician singer club kid that like created a career Mm -hmm. any 90s model you name it they were all at tunnel together yeah uh and it's based off of tunnel right on yeah and uh it's this very super 90s very uh alternative uh nightclub and and kyung is just so happy that she's doing a great job Uh, and that's where uh the the gang leader sees that uh she's like off with Kyung and that's what prompts that's him. Why he that's why he gets pissed. Park. And that's why he gets well and that's why he gets pissed and goes and and, and trashes the store. Because yeah. he's like because that's where Kyung works. Yeah. Uh and yeah and, and Kyung is really upset by them trashing the store and so he goes to confront them at their dope hideout. Again, this is to me peak Jackie Chan outfits. This is to me, the best thing that he's ever worn on screen. Mm-hmm. I love this outfit. It's the it's blue jeans, tucked in black a, like a top, like a frame top with high neck, uh, like sleeveless shirt, and a jean jacket. Yeah, and it's dope. It's so cool. It's very simple. It's very elegant. And then, but then when he like whips off the jacket, he just looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. he just looks dope as shit. Uh, and he goes to this hideout, and it's again, it's this extremely '90s punk uh, Hollywood hideout. We're just doing wheelies, and yeah, like what is stuff. this gang? This gang makes no logical sense, and it's why I love them. They're just friends. They don't really do gang, gang things. things. They don't like fight each other. They race in the street. They hang out at this dope clubhouse. That's like. In some weird trailer, has a ton of pinball machines and like random skis laying around. Because it's 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 eighties. It's just a bunch of junk. Like it's such a like perfectly art designed, production designed like junk. You know. Yeah. And 
I fucking love it. It's a great layer. And he goes, and he's like, you guys are assholes. You guys suck. What are you doing? And uh, so he decides to start fi- – he starts fighting the gang leader who first pulls a gun on him, which makes sense. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Yeah, bad guy has guns. Uh, and then – but like – but Jackie tells him to fight like a man. And so he puts the gun away and they start to have a fight. And uh, Jackie whoops his ass and then everyone else in the gang joins in the fight. And it's uh, – this is one of the greatest fights in film history, I think. We can't uh, even really describe it to you because again, there's yeah. so many beats. He's sliding – like he's like – he's doing great things where he like slides behind the pinball machine and then under it and then like slips under it before it gets slammed back into the wall. Uh, he's going – there's like a bunch of shopping carts and he like goes through and out the shopping cart like through the back and – out the top of the shopping cart, which is Nanners. nuts. Like that, like how do you do that and not break your back? It's insane. Uh, he has some fun stuff with. Uh, he gets a ski and plays keep away with the guys. He like pokes the ski through the slats in this uh, fence and is like slapping it back and forth. It's really funny. Really, really fun. Uh, and. Yeah, like I fucking lo- like it's great. It's a great fight scene. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the the gang leader calls it off, mm-hmm. and uh, then he decides to go. But he he gives him. He's like, "Don't you know that you're the scum of the earth? Don't you know that you're garbage?" Uh, and he's like, "He's right. He's totally right. I'm with, I'm good now." And uh, he's about to leave. Oh, and we've missed we missed this scene too, where the suit guys have captured two of the gang members. Uh, oh God! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're asking them where the diamonds are, but they obviously they don't know because only Angelo knows where the diamonds are. And oh boy! Uh, if you love this podcast, buy us more XLR cables. Go on. <laughs> uh, and so and uh, want the other gang, Lance, the other gang guy. Gang member, gang guy. I, you, I'm a hip. Gang I know guy. what I'm talking about. Uh, he gets put into the fucking. Woo! I'm not moving from this position yeah, this whole the time. It, I think it's a good idea. Hands right here. Uh, and uh, Lance gets stuffed into the wood chipper, and it's gross. Yeah. That's not. That's nasty. And then the the other guy shows up at the clubhouse right as Jackie's about to leave. Uh, with a garbage bag full of Lance. They killed Lance. They killed Lance. Garbage bag. I love that line reading. Where's Lance? Lance is in the bag. Yeah, and then everyone, like, people look in the bag and start vomiting. Why would you do that to yourself? It's so gross. It's a really gross, like, that's, like, one of the most hardcore. I just want to itch my tits. Wait. I think you might have to maybe put it up. Like, lift it off the couch. Hey. Yeah. So, and, like, Lance is in a garbage bag. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's one of, the, like, the, the, the gnarliest uh, things in the movie. It's really gross. Uh, and no, nothing else is that violent in the movie, really. I mean, yeah. And uh, and so, this, this gets Kyung involved in the diamond plan. And so, now he's helping the thugs. And it's, like, the last act of the movie yeah. is... Helping the gang 
navigate this weird diamond hostage deal. And they got to go to a hovercraft. Yes. So, well, yeah. So they go to these docks. Uh, well, first they hook up with, like, Jackie decides to call the police. Uh, and uh, he goes and, let's see, I trying to even remember. Like, this is where the movie kind of, like, the whole plot just, the I whole completely... Lose it because I remember like the again I remember the action scene's great but like all the plot in the last act I is could not tell you what is the last so act. nonsense because the thing is the last act is where you get a lot of these big action moments yeah and from ba- if the ba- the most basic way I can break it down to you is we have to punch these bad guys they're in hovercraft yeah hovercraft well the hovercraft is late it's so late though. Because there's all this business about he's wearing a wire and going to meet up with the dealers. Couldn't even in any way. It's just like tell you. Uh, he goes. So yeah, like so the, the cops like put a wire, and the cops are so incompetent in this movie. It's great, uh, and They're, everyone is barely cooperating with everyone. They never, they never help the cops. They only make things worse. And he goes to like, oh well, he goes to like give the di- uh, uh like talk to the guys about the diamonds and they take his friends hostage and the gang, de- uh, the gang dealer, I almost said it again and Nancy and uh, they, and so he wears a wire and goes to like the location and they find out that he's wearing a wire and uh, their, their boss tells him to, to get rid of him. And so then there's a little, little chase scene and, uh, What's the the other really big thing that I want to get to? Because I can't remember enough of the. I obviously struggling with the details. This is sad. I've seen this movie so this, many times. Again, I love this movie, but there is almost no plot to this. He goes act. back, like, because, like, I don't even know the order of events here of, like, at what point does. So he goes. The, the robbers, like, the, the diamond people take him back to Danny's apartment because he's figured out that. It's at Danny's apartment. And it's in the cushion. Yeah, and uh, that's where he figures out that it's in the cushion. And uh, the, the guys are, like, throwing Danny around, are really mean to Danny. And uh, then he be- and, uh, he when he figures out that the diamonds are there, he, like, uses one of Danny's crutches to, like, beat, the- beat their asses. Uh, Into the ground. Yeah, and that's when uh, he goes to Elaine with the diamonds. And... Has the diamonds at uh, uh, the at the like the apartment above the or office above mm-hmm. the restaurant, and uh, not restaurant uh, grocery store. Gorgeous grocery. Yeah, store, and, right? and Elaine is like trying to take as many diamonds as she can. This is like this is another one of her best scenes where uh, she's trying to like sneak off with diamonds, and then she's really mad at him for bringing all this trouble to her store, and so she goes to the bathroom uh, to sulk and pee, and. Uh, then guys in suits come to the grocery store and like hook up a million chains. It takes no time at all for them to hook up so many chains to the insides of this store. And just and then they they're like pointing a gun at this tow truck driver to make him uh, to make him yank the front. The whole front of the store comes down. It's like a it's really nuts. The whole entire facade comes off, and Elaine is like, uh, you know pants down on the toilet like freaking out <laughs> standing up very funny uh it's such a good scene with elaine it's great and she has 
had it. Yeah, she's no so sick of him. Had it like a it's like has. she's. They've trashed the store. Now they've destroyed the store. She made this whole investment. It's a new store for her. Uh, yeah, she's so pissed off. And uh, yeah, and then so that's when uh, the chase of the like begins that leads to the hovercraft chase. Yes, which is like the key thing in the last act. Like that's the big set piece where the bad guys are getting away on this hovercraft and uh so jackie like jumps from boat to boat and then like gets to this like bridge and jumps down onto the hovercraft and this is the what i was talking about where you can just you just see his his ankle it's so sick it's it's really harsh uh, really, really harsh, and knew that was going to happen. You're just testing the My limits. My spine hurts. I have giant I understand. tits. I need to recline. All right, I'm staying here. I'm staying here this whole time. I'm keeping the mic. It was your idea to record on the couch. It's nothing wrong with the actual couch. It's the fact no, I know. That it's the XLR cables it's the ca- are four years old. No, I know it's the cable. I'm just saying, like, I'm fine at the at the table. <laughs> I like to be able to sit up and lean in. I know. Just my. My back feels infinitely better. Right I get now. it. Yeah, uh, I understand. I have a terrible back. Uh, hovercraft ankle break. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's gnarly. And so for the rest of the shoot, uh, he had to he had a cast on his foot, and then had to wear a sock over the cast. And they show this in the bloopers of the end credits: a sock over his cast that looked like his shoe. Uh, it was painted to look like his other shoe. It was real. It's really great. It's really funny. Highly he, recommend like, takes finding a to show it to the bloopers at least. Um. Yeah, and so uh, he lands on the the hovercraft, but then slips off, and then is like, first he's like hooked by the leg, like getting dragged behind the hovercraft, and he slowly oh, like it looks agonizing pulls himself around to like barefoot skiing behind. It's really something. It's an insane sequence. It you really watch is. It in the blooper reels, every time he's about to go in the water, you could just see his face like. Shit, shit, it's shit, tough, shit, shit. and like I don't know if you've ever been skiing before, but like, and I've tried, and I'm so bad at skiing, and it that's it's just such a nightmare to be getting dragged through the water, and like it sucks, it really hurts. <clears throat> so I can't even imagine that. Just ugh, I can't even imagine. Hovercrafts are the most impractical fucking vehicle that mankind has ever invented. Every time this hover, the hovercraft is in this movie. There are moments where it's like, it'll look cool here, and we need to quickly cut away from it as soon as we can when it tries to do anything practical. It's really... Why did we make them? Just because? I don't... Is that why? Because I have no idea. There's literally no practical reason for (laughs) it. Because I get... The idea is that you can... It can go on water, and it can go on land. But, like, in order to make that a reality, they have to be... First, they have to be huge... But with a very small cockpit, the cockpit can't be very big, uh, and then it's loud as hell. Mm-hmm. They have to have this giant fucking fan, and then <clears throat> all the assuming all of these fans underneath as well, like pushing it off the ground, and this big old fucking like rubber curtain. Or it's just like a completely impractical thing. I don't know why we ever made them. That's my how I feel watching this scene. I'm like, I don't know why we made these. It's only for this scene. 
And then we have the moments where the hovercraft goes over cars and it does like where it's like, oh, it just like buffers. Yeah, well, it it comes up on the beach and like rolls. uh, He gets Jackie gets run over by the hovercraft, which is, again, seems like a nightmare. Yeah. In sand, he gets rolled over it. That just seems awful. How do you do that? Even just burying him in the sand feels like it sucks. And yeah, we get face down. Fun hovercraft on land moments. Yeah. Um, causes a lot of havoc when they tape it up it it, it has like a really interesting look to it as well yeah it's like, so yeah it's actually it's during this chase is where the that trailer lies are you okay no yeah. it's like comes in because he's like uh rolling over all these cars trying to get to the hovercraft he's like chasing it around uh and then he he steals a car from these two rich people mm-hmm. uh it's like this really crazy fucking sports car with uh what are those doors called when they when they suicide like suicide doors? No, suicide doors are when they oh when they both open in the same like opposite directions. Then I can't. I I have no idea. These are are these wing doors? Is it something yes. wing doors? I think it's like wing. I think something like yeah. that. Uh, but they like pop up, and he like he backs it under a semi truck, uh, which knocks the doors off. So he has no doors, and he gets this giant fucking weird saw blade sword from an antique shop or something i don't even know and uh he like props it up with his foot he's like holding it against the door and he does this dope like it's like a it's almost like a samurai thing on wheels where he like drives past the hovercraft in the in the super fast car and the sword tears a giant hole in the hovercraft, which is how he disables it. And uh, that ends that chase. He rescues his friends. Uh, but it's not over because he hasn't killed the... He hasn't beaten the big bad yet. Uh, so, yeah, he takes... They tape up the hovercraft. And for some reason, the police have decided that he's the guy who should drive the hovercraft to uh, go capture White Tiger, the, the bad guy. I don't understand uh, why the police chose him for this task. He's a civilian. Again, none of this makes Probably sense. Probably shouldn't do it. There are other cops available yeah. on the mission. Yep. Uh, and it's not like he has experience driving a hover. They have to show him how to use the hovercraft. Very weird. Uh, but, uh, White Tiger's golfing. He's on a golf, uh, course. And, uh, yeah. And, and Jackie shows up in the hovercraft and runs him over. And then, uh, he like laughs with Elena and Nancy. And that's the end of the movie. They go, we had the bad guy beat up. Yay. And then, yeah, they, they roll over him and his, which somehow the process of being run over by the hovercraft strips the clothes off of his back, like leaving his bare ass and it's he's like it's his ass is all chapped and red i don't understand the physics of this and then that just fixes everything yeah and then that's the end and then the movie's over that's it the, literally nothing else is resolved the classic thing of the jackie chan movie it's the perfect jackie chan we ending. beat up the bad guy cut to blue that's it yeah literally as soon as the baddest villain is defeated Cut the credits. Cut the bloopers. And then we get the great bloopers. And then the bloopers are great. I mean, yeah, you guys should just watch the bloopers. Go watch the Rumble in the Bronx bloopers. So for a lot of the movies that if for any reason you can't watch and <coughs> there's no way you can obtain it by other means. Yeah, like and like, we're sorry, like, 
all the really good movies that we're talking about are really hard to find, yeah. especially for free. Uh, uh, but, you, you can rent them all, but like you, they're not really free streaming. Regardless of how you can get them, and again, I do not judge how you get them. Sure. Uh, th- on YouTube, there are some amazing reels yeah. of Jackie Chan bloopers and stunts. Watch the bloopers. They're tremendous. They're incredible because you really get to see the craft behind it. The, it really is. like it, That's like what makes the Jackie Chan bloopers so great is, yeah, you really are understa- – like they give you an insight into – how he made stake. these things happen and what's at stake. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, always really fun. And, of course, ends on how every movie should end, which is Jackie Chan turning to the camera, smiling and giving a thumbs up. Freeze frame. And That's then, how literally every movie should end that way. Uh, Phantom Thread should have ended. Imagine. Imagine. She's poisoned Daniel Day-Lewis. And he's accepting it, and he's so happy to be eating this poison and being taken care of by Alma. Cut to Jackie Chan turning to the camera, smiling, thumbs up, the end. Phantom Thread. Perfect ending. Fucking able. That would have gotten it the Oscar. And also, uh, Jackie Chan Adventures are on streaming platforms, so I highly recommend Is it really? looking at it. I, have, I need to uh, check it out. I don't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu, but I saw it the other day. And I, I don't think it's mind. Netflix, but it, it might be Hulu. Then. It might be Hulu. Uh, yeah, uh, check out, again, yeah, all of the blooper reels are on YouTube. Uh, also, you know, we haven't talked about it much this episode, but in the other ones we've talked about, uh, the My Stunts documentary, which is fantastic. Also on YouTube, highly, highly recommend, uh, the Every Frame of Painting video. It goes video. over a lot of the movies that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, the Every Frame of Painting vid- uh, video, uh, about Jackie Chan is really insightful and has a lot of really great insight into like how like why Jackie Chan works and why he is so engaging and so fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, lots of supplemental material there. Highly recommend it all. Uh, overall, great movie, A plus. Uh, but one of the greatest of all time. I mean, honestly, like I know, and which is funny to say after just being like, yeah, I honestly have no idea how the movie hangs together in the last act. But it tells like, you a lot that if we watch it multiple times. It doesn't matter. That's not I've why watched it. it. I've literally watched it. I watch it multiple times a year. I, I've watched this movie so many times. And I basically know everything that happens in it. But yeah, like thinking about uh, like what is happening. Like, yeah, just the order of events is just stuff to keep track of. Yep. Uh, but yeah, great movie. Highly recommend. <laughs> so for this next one, we're definitely yeah, what, gonna what look if for... we've gotten to the end and we're like, actually, you know what? Not worth it. No thanks. We're definitely we're gonna find ones that are more stream like that you can stream, but also like we're happy yes, to do yeah. these because these are movies that need to. Be I mean, open. honestly, like we want to keep their legacies going. Yeah, totally. I mean, and also like, sorry guys, these are the these are my favorite Jackie Chan. These are the ones that like that we want to talk about the most. Those are his like, stunts, and these are our favorites. Come on, like you know, like we gotta we gotta watch him. Like I, you know, uh, there's things on Netflix, but it's all his. Like all of the things that you can find on Netflix, except for Legend of Drunken Master, is like the shitty movies that he's made in like the last couple of years. Like for Americans, they suck. They're not good, uh, and like everything you can find, like it's very difficult to find. His good movies for free streaming. It's really sad. But not you, free, but you know, yeah. subscription. But you know what you can find. I have no idea where you're going with this, so no. 
the wonderful artists that make our podcast gorgeous. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. We're wrapping up now. We're just going to cut to the end, just like Jackie Chan. Yep. Uh, thank you so much to Lou Fantress for a theme song yep. uh, and Jorge Riverall for our artwork. You guys fucking rule. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we're going to try and be coming to you more regularly. Where yeah. you know things are things are fucking chaotic, but we're doing our, we're really doing our best, and we're really trying to like. Look, this cat is going to ground me. We're gonna we're we're trying to be as regular as possible with these, but our schedules are so chaotic that it's tough. Like, and we're doing and yeah. We're... I'm a mother now. I'm going to have a more regular schedule. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, so so please keep uh, stay with us. Keep uh, rating, review, and subscribe. And again, if you leave a review on iTunes, uh, I'll I'll read them on the air. We'll read them on the air. I can get more XLR cables. I can feed. Yeah. Kyle. We're slowly but surely working our way through the technical issues one by one. We are two very poor people uh, who. I know I'm on TV, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. <laughs> I have the financial responsibility of two grown adults. Help. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, uh, so yeah, we're doing. We're we're gonna keep uh, improving the show. We're gonna keep going. We're not stopping. We're keeping going. No matter the the delays. No matter the 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 hardships. No matter the technical you know issues. We're gonna look at life and give it a thumbs up. Exactly. We're gonna turn to the camera and give a nice smile and give a thumbs up and say. Thank you very much, and you can find us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> cable, come on, we got thirty seconds left. You stupid. I saw you. Yeah, we're, you're definitely gonna have to edit that one out. Uh, yeah. I saw you moving around like that. Cable is not gonna like oh, how you're moving. That was, I hadn't even moved. When you it were started. barely. You were like your arm, and it's like, oh no, no. <laughs> you can find us. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at LocomPhenom. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there hi dar. Uh, that's where I where I'm mostly hanging out. How about you? You can find me on at Nesgrit and all forms of social media. You can check out my sketch Tube Night Church to see some of the cool shit we make, and also shit. You can find me on television Thursday nights. Yes, uh, that's important. I literally forgot. Tell I, the people. I I just said I was You're on TV. TV. And then I forgot on TV. Actually, I was at a bar the other day, and I was acting a fool in front of the bartender, and then he started laughing, and I was like, what? And he looked over my shoulder, and not only was it an L. Ray commercial, it was a promo where it was me doing the promo. Ah. So it was the commercial cut to just me standing on the screen. It's a tight punching on my face, screaming, do Marvel zombies, you cowards, at the camera. <laughs> and then it, commercial over. And then it's just him staring at me, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'll take the free water. You know, we didn't talk about the Cats trailer. Uh, this is coming on a, a landmark week in, in film history uh, when the, the Tom Hooper Cats trailer just came out uh, and has t- rocked film Twitter to its core. <laughs> I It's something else. I watched it on the set of the show, and the first frame i literally went what uh, <laughs> it's it's really a nightmare and on i film. screamed through the whole thing it's gonna be a huge hit i'm gonna do so much acid uh, oh no thank you <laughs> i'm okay uh, i will not be watching are that you movie. not down with the uncatty valley <laughs> oh my god and with that thumbs up camera good job <laughs> bye everybody